Hey, Babs, and welcome to Bravo Therapy, where healing meets housewives and reality TV gets real. Join me, your host, Lo, each week as we explore how our favorite shows are more than just guilty pleasures. They're a window into our own journeys of self-discovery and growth. I may not be a doctor, but with my honorary PhD in Bravo TV, I'm here to connect the dots between the messiness on screen and our own beautifully chaotic lives. So take a deep breath and and let's get into it. Your Bravo therapy session begins now. Therapy workshop. I'm telling you, seek it. Hey, Babs. Welcome back to Bravo Therapy. It's me, your host, Lo. And I'm really trying to make Babs work and happen. And if you're hearing anything in the background, that's my fucking dog. She really wants to be part of this. She's a Bab too. She's a badass bitch. She's a boss ass bitch. And she's a bitch about her Bravo. Yeah. And that is what a Bab is. Okay. So we're making that happen. All right, Babs. All right. Well, thanks for, if you're here and you've been listening since episode one, then you've officially, I think, made it through almost a month of listening to this podcast and tolerating me. So I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you and love y'all. And thank you so much for supporting this journey. I may just be talking to five of you and like three of you be maybe my family and two of you may be my friends. So but still appreciate you nonetheless. Um, As usual, I want to start off this episode with a mental health check because we have such a fun episode today, you guys. I am so excited because it's our second guest we've ever had. And this guest gets me so excited. So excited. Okay. But we'll get to that in just a second. But before that, I want to do a mental health check, y'all. You know, I have said this before. I just think that anytime we sit down to watch anything like Bravo or reality TV or when we're in our cars or doing laundry and listening to a podcast or an audiobook, a lot of the times we just turn that on and we just kind of like think that we're tuning in. But we're holding a lot of stuff that has happened throughout the day. So that could be like a really big trigger when we're listening to something without even knowing why. Um, It's hard to be present. And you know, y'all, I want to be super present with you guys. I want you guys to be super present with me. It's just what this podcast is about. So I just want everyone to take a deep breath. Again, do not close your eyes because I do not want to get in trouble for you crashing your fucking car. Um, But take a deep breath. Just feel within your body. Take everything from the day so far or yesterday or from this morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast, breathe it all freaking in and breathe it all motherfucking out because we are here together and we are going to have a badass show today. Uh, This show is a bab, okay? Still trying to make it work. Still trying to make it happen here. Um, But, you know, for me right now, my check-in has been, again, still about like the end of 2023, beginning of 2024. It's just like such a beautiful time for reflection. We're kind of in it now, but I'm just 
very grateful for the people in my life. And I think last year was a lot about chosen family for me. Um, As y'all know, if you remember, I am an only child. And so I don't, I've never had any siblings, but my friends and like my cousins have been truly like my siblings. And I think especially within the last few years and through some like really hard times and through some amazing times too, I've just seen so many people in my life that have just supported me and given me an unconditional love I never knew was possible from someone that I'm not even related to. So I'm just really reflecting on friends um, and how grateful I am for them. And that really brings me to our guest for today. So I know that I kind of mentioned this in the first episode. Um just how I decided to start this podcast, but I'll, I'll reiterate. Um, and when I introduce him, he can kind of tell the story too, if he remembers, but I had been thinking, I remember pretty vividly being on my couch. I was in a moment. I can't even remember what bullshit was going on in my life at the time, but I was in a moment of just really needing to do some healing work. I was being called by the universe. And as I tend to do, I was like, "Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to lay first on the couch and just watch some TV and I'll get to it later. I'll get to my journaling later. I'm sure we've all been there. We're like, we need to heal and we need to do all this work. And it, it looks like this. It looks like writing in our journal. It looks like doing all these things that at the time, like that felt like such a chore. And I was just laying on my couch watching Bravo. (laughs) And I think I was voice noting. Definitely. I must have been voice noting. We were voice noting because, Michael, you and I, that's what we do. It was through Instagram, probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying something along the lines of, I really should be doing healing work right now, but instead I'm watching Bravo. And I was really like down on myself as if like I wasn't doing the healing work. And I'm not, I'm not going to remember the exact words you said to me, but it was essentially like, that is like healing work. You are doing it. And the way that I watch, you know, these shows and reality TV really is because it's all about like reflection and like character study and relating that back to my life and the people that are around me. So I really have you to thank or to blame. We'll see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't speak too soon. <laughs> I won't speak too soon. We're we're barely a month in, so um, to really thank right now for starting this podcast because you made me realize, like, wait, they're one and the same. And I think it was like the first time where it was like I do all these voice notes all the time with you, with my cousins, with my friends, and people had said like you should start a podcast. And here we are. So with no further ado, I want to introduce y'all to my amazing friend, my brother from another, just like the best, most amazing soul and most amazing Gemini that I know, Michael Sheely. Thank you so much for being here, Michael. I am just, I'm so excited to have you. And y'all, we are in the presence of 
an expert. This is my therapist. Stop. I'm gonna I'm going to introduce you now to my therapist. No, but <laughs> y'all, Michael is a, an associate clinical social worker. So anytime we talk about Bravo, it is the epitome of what the show is. And Michael will go like even deeper. So Michael, I've already told you, I'm going to stop you millions of times in this podcast and be like, define that, define that. But I'm so excited for you to be on. I'm excited for the listeners to really meet you in this episode. That's like really what we're going to get into is just like our journey with Bravo, your journey with Bravo, how we kind of look at reality TV and Bravo and all these shows and these people on them and really reflect, use them to reflect back and like really do kind of a character analysis and relate that to our own lives. So again, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for having me. I am so happy to be here. I um, remember that conversation very well. Like, okay. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, remember the like the specifics but like I remember just being like you know this this these shows bring up some so many emotions in me and I know they do in you and how we how like we're always talking so in depth about them also like if we want to look at it as just pure entertainment like rest is so radical in this day and age like how important is it to just have those moments healing is quite frankly sold to us as like a product that we have to continually like you know do all these these books do all these workshops and like Mm -hmm. yes those can be really really healing in a lot of ways and also like just human connection and these people who put themselves on tv and show us all aspects of them are really allowing for us to connect, for us to reflect. And um, that's how I choose to look at reality TV. Um, I agree and, too. Yeah. And like you're saying, it also is a sense of community. I mean, when we, mm-hmm. you know this, right? When you meet someone who like likes the same reality show as you, who loves the Bravo verse, I know the moment I say something about Bravo or someone says something about Bravo, I gravitate toward them and I'm like, did you say Bravo? And it's. Mm-hmm like this community that is just like super supportive. And when we talk about what's going on in these shows, oftentimes like stuff that's happened in our lives comes up. So like you're saying, I mean, it is a sense of connection. And I think that you're so right. We're sold this. The moment that we start that, you know, we finally started to kind of like see these elements of like healing and self-development and reflection and awareness. I think a lot of that came up through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was like our society was like, oh, wait, I can capitalize on that. So self-care started looking like going and getting massages or like the next product that you could buy to like, you know, really work on yourself. But it was, you know, we do forget that, yeah, laying on the couch and watching some Bravo because you need to just like relax and chill out. That is a form of like self-care too, you mm-hmm. know? So exactly. I, yeah, you get it. And I'm so excited to talk about this with you, but I really want our listeners to get like, to know you truly um, because I love you so much and I want them to get to know you as the way that I know you, especially because you are going to be a staple guest co-host on the show. So like, they're going to have to get used to hearing you and like understanding hearing your my background. Vocal fry. 
Oh, both of us, babe. Both of us. <laughs> Welcome to Hello. the podcast of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but let let everyone know a little bit more about you. Who who is Michael Shealy? <laughs> Um, well, let's start with like the professional side. So I am um, an associate clinical social worker, which is like a lot of jargon to basically mean that I got my master's in social welfare um, in 2021. I am currently getting my hours. Um, I'm taking my time with it. Truly, it's been, it's been a couple years. A lot of people get it a lot faster. But um, I currently work in community mental health. Um, if you have that experience, my heart is with you. It is not an, an easy gig by any means, but um, I have learned a lot, and I hope to kind of share that with y'all. Um, I also have a background in psychology, and then um, this is an offset, but do I call you Lo in this podcast, or do I call you Laura? It doesn't matter. You can call me whatever the fuck you want to. Okay. <laughs> I... I introduced myself as Lo. Like, I let the people know that my name is Laura and that my name is not Lauren, and that's not why people call me Lo. Okay. It's because it's truly my initials. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I said this yeah. in my first episode, but there's so many Laurens out there that call themselves Lo. I have never understood it. Like, I, I mean, the first time I heard it was on was on Laguna Beach. And oh, I was like, no. I don't understand. And that was before yeah. I was a Lo, I think. I think. Yeah. But one of my friends started like, calling I'm me low sure. in high school and like it was very easy to understand why because my initials are L O low. I don't so I mean literally. Listen, I'm not trying to like you know demean any Laurens out there. I just don't understand it. If you want to like write me and let me know for sure, like I don't get it, but you can call me low. You can call me whatever you want. Have a whole conversation wants. about it. Yeah. Like a whole debate. <laughs> Call me whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But okay. <laughs> as we'll talk about more, like Laura and I developed, uh, we met yeah. at a um, at a job that looked at like child development. And we'll talk more about that in, in a guys, second. You guys, we met through trauma. We trauma yeah. bonded. <laughs> so we'll have to have a whole section. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but, um, I love reality TV. I will I'll also talk a lot more about that, but um, I love this idea of engaging with it really actively and critically and in a space where we can apply these, like I said, these people's very vulnerable moments. I mean, we kind of, there is kind of like this trust that they are showing us the truth and sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, but still, like even in those moments, like how can we create a space, a community, that can, you know, heal, that can um, grow, and all those things. Um, personally, I grew up in the Bay Area. I was born and raised in San Jose. Um, I moved to LA for undergrad. And then I love to say that I've been here for, I currently live in Los Angeles. I guess that's an important thing to mention. Um, I love to it say- It will be because we'll, we're going to get into that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> And all the the little adventures and all the, the people that are here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I would love to say that I've lived here consistently for the last nine years. Um, but I did have like, I don't even know if it was like a full year that I was like living 
in the Bay. Um, but I moved up. I, I think like the universe was like, you got to meet Laura and then you can go back and do your thing. But they said, come <laughs> save this bitch. Exactly. <laughs> from that. Um... Really, yes. Oh my gosh. From the, <laughs> I mean, we yeah. can't talk shit about that or here. We will not say the name, but we worked for yeah. a really, really horrible startup that is still going. And I hope the people are listening that like that place sucks and, <laughs> and gave us like massive trauma. Yeah, it also I, did help. It did help that trauma. I learned, we learned from the trauma. So mm-hmm. we're, we're better for it. Exactly. But what do you always and, say? We didn't need it, but we're better for it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, w- trauma is one of those things that people are always like trying to sell you this like notion of like, you know, it had to happen for you to be who you are. But we'll never know if that's true. Like we could have learned these lessons in less terrible ways i feel like sometimes yeah, that's the like, way listen, that... gina i don't yeah. need someone to get hit by a car for me to understand that life is important like exactly yeah show me like a lifetime movie or something that makes me cry and hurts my soul jeez i know for real so i do like to point that out like these things <laughs> that happen in our lives um should never be like there, the trauma should never be reduced because it made us who we are. It did. It does have a story to tell within all of us. Um, and also, sometimes, like it would be really great if it didn't happen like that. <laughs> and yeah, that like, is something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in this case, I'm going to take what I can from it, which was you and our beautiful friendship. Yeah. Um, and. The rest of it, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Oh, and I guess it did pay for my grad school, but. Um, I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, 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 big deal. That's a big deal. Exactly. The rest but of you, it. I do can think of you hell. as I like. I do think of you. I know we met in the Bay Area, but I think of mm-hmm. you as an LA baby. Like I, I do. I just feel like you found such a home there and good people. And I mean, I, I think of you as like truly LA based. And I'm, I'm just can't wait to get out there. And I've talked about this a couple times, two years, y'all, I will be mm-hmm. out in San Diego, but probably like half the time in LA. <laughs> so. I, I, we're waiting for you. And I will always remember the first time that one of my friends who was like an LA native did not refer to me as a transplant. Like it was one of the best feelings. I love, I literally love our origin story. I mean, minus the trauma. <laughs> Because, okay, yeah. you guys, Michael and I would sit in these bean bags in the back of this office. We Our office kept changing location. Well, maybe just twice, but it kept changing location. It was three times. Oh, maybe it was, it was a really, times. really tiny one. Oh, yeah, it one. was. Yeah. The, the other one was knocked down, and then the other one was in, like, uh, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. I, yeah. I drove past there the other day, and I had, like, a trauma response in my body. Oh, my God. I'm sure. But, we won't fully get into it, but like I was like, I mean, we were both in re- abusive relationships with, with, with this place, and probably with like humans at the time. And we were well, one hundred percent. Yeah, we were both in really bad relationships. Yeah. We were both like going through like processing like trauma from our past. Mm. We were both working at a job that like brought us in as tokenized people (laughs) and like proceeded to drain us for everything we had without an ounce of like thank you so much (laughs) and like 
And yeah, it was just like an oppressive atmosphere. But at the end of the day, we both would just sit on beanbags in the back of the office and just laugh and maybe cry about life. There was a lot of there was a lot of times where we were crying. Like Yeah. Yeah. But that was our little sanctuary in that, that office. That was our sanctuary. Like, and mm-hmm. a lot of the times like we really just were talking about Bravo and reality TV and mm-hmm. even as I remember after I got really like how do I say this? Um, well, I just laid off in not the most professional way. Um, that's a nice way of saying it. That yeah. I'm being see gross, <laughs> <Yeah>. gross. <laughs> I would not have said that like three years ago. But and then you and then you got laid off, and then like mm-hmm. COVID happened around then, and right we would it. have yeah, and we would have our wine dates on Zoom, and we would talk about Bravo, and we would do. Mm-hmm are like little dance parties and yes and like that was the funnest thing to do is just like talking about what was happening on reality tv and Mm -hmm. we would just get into like our shit and like we'd process our shit Mm -hmm. and i just think that like there's no one else i could think of like first and foremost to have on this podcast and really be like a staple guest than you uh (laughs) because just the way we talk talk about bravo always is just what this podcast is about but um i will say i want to talk a little bit about because i think it totally relates to what we'll talk about in like other episodes and just like in general this podcast so you live in la and Mm -hmm. i will come out there to visit you often i mean you come and visit me too but i think we have our when we have our adventures I mean, minus this past Halloween when we did have an adventure, I know. Here, but it had nothing to do with Bravo. <laughs> it it involved me rolling around in my front yard with a Michael Myers mannequin. They got real intimate. Yeah, maybe once they start a Patriot Patreon, we'll, we'll tell the story we'll, there. We'll, we'll, we'll roll be that like, clip. I'll be like, we'll roll that clip. I'll be like, Robin. I'll be like, you have to hear that story on the Patreon. <laughs> But every time I feel like so many times when I come out there, it is like all roads somehow lead to Bravo. Mm. Just in general in life, all roads lead to Bravo. But we've both had like interactions, right? With Bravo Lebs, both separately and together. What let okay, let us know some of like your Bravo Leb interactions. (laughs) The most prominent was like I was at the Victorian. Um, it was like my friend's birthday. It must have been August. Well, yeah, because it was oh, duh, after, yeah, after yeah. Scandal. Yes, it was after Scandal. Yes, post Scandal <laughs> or post Scandal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, P.S. I saw Tom Sandoval at the Victorian, um, and. I did. Well, I didn't get a picture with him, but I just wanted proof that I saw him. So I had my friend be like, it's my birthday and take a picture with him. Um, I know you're shaking your head, but. Well, because I remember when you sent me that picture and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why? <laughs> you I mean, like I that ride or die shirt. for Ariana. Well, oh, my yeah. God. But, but I was also like very happy that you had a sighting because I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. 
in the yeah. wild, I see. Literally in Santa Monica, the Victorian. I mean, if any of y'all ever been to the Victorian, it's not like it's very. It's usually like packed. So like the fact that we saw him there is like wild. But you know, we had a couple. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. We've had a couple. I I did see. I will say I did see Tom Sandoval. I actually have a. I don't know if I want to admit this. I have a photo <laughs> with Tom Sandoval. If I can't, I will. I will after this podcast um, airs. Is that what you say? Airs. That's such a like radio thing. After it's yeah. released. After this episode <laughs> is released, I will. I don't know if I should do this or say this. I was going to say I'll post it on Instagram. Maybe I'll post it on a story because I need it to be yeah. – I need it to disappear. Only um, the real fans will know, you know? Yeah, only yeah. the real fans will know. I mean, I don't want this to get out into the ether and, like, exactly. somehow be misconstrued that I am not, like, an Ariana stan. I, I am team mm. Ariana all the way. Um, but this was years before. It had to be – gosh, it had to be, like – well, I was dating – I was dating – should, should I like name names here? I'm just gonna mention it all. You, I was dating Connor at the time. Okay, I was gonna say you could come up with like a pseudonym. Oh well, I already did it, and <laughs> it's already too like, late. <laughs> not not my least favorite ex. Well, you know we gotta here. Yeah, that's flattering. Yes, it no, is. I mean, he, okay, the competition say... is not really high, but. <laughs> um... But you know, oh, are we? This is okay. We're getting into that. We are, yeah. No, no. Listen, it's it's early. I still need these people to kind of like like me and not know that I'm a hot mess in the dating scene. But it's been revealed. Um, yeah. But I will say one thing about him is I was able to get him to like Bravo. I introduced him to Southern Charm, and he was like so about it. He was all about my Bravo show. So like, honestly, shout out Connor for being a shitty boyfriend, but like a really like great advocate for Bravo. Mm-hmm. So. Great, great job. Um, oh my god. Round of applause. <laughs> the petty in me is really coming out right now. Jesus. Oh it's it's Ooh, because I'm a sorry. Gemini. It's, it's the Gemini. It. Listen, yeah. y'all, anytime Michael comes on, you need to watch out because his Gemini like activates my Capricorn and it just mm-hmm. it gets it gets messy. Um okay, but I digress. What the fuck was oh okay. Tom Sandoval. Because I was dating him at the time. I was dating Connor at the time. So I remember it had to be at least like five years ago, four or five years mm-hmm. ago. And I went out for my friend's 40th birthday. She had rented a house in the Hollywood Hills. Um, mm-hmm. It was so much fun. We went to TomTom. TomTom had just opened either that year or the year before. And we did the whole circuit. We went to TomTom and then we went to Sir. The next day we went to Pemp, RIP. Um, mm-hmm. But so we went to Tom Tom for dinner and we didn't really see anyone then. Actually, at the time, our server was Logan, who now has been seen several times like on the show. He's one of Ariana's closest friends, but he was a server. We didn't know at the time he was like kind of in the know. Um, then we went to Sir. And when we were at Sir, we see we didn't – I don't think we saw Peter that day, but we saw Guillermo, Silver Fox. Guillermo, love of my life, Silver Fox. You Johnny. know I love a good Italian. Yeah. Is he Italian? I, I don't Is know. That... <laughs> Shit. Maybe I should have fact-checked that before. Well, anyways, do you want me to do it? Side note, I love a good Italian, whether he is one or not. I do. 
Um, anyways. Plus potentially separate fact. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly separate fact. And then we also saw Raquel. So Raquel was working. Oh, it's, well. Rachel. Then Raquel. No, yeah. Rachel. Pardon. Excuse me. Oh, gosh. My bad. Um, but she was working there at the time. And this is when she had like the really, really long hair. So she had just started working there. Um, so we took a picture with her. Um, and I was going to say something, but, uh, and then we went back to Tom, Tom after at this point we we're like super lit and there's Tom Sandoval. So I took a picture with Tom Sandoval I, at the time. I thought I liked Tom Sandoval. I mean, we all started that way. Like a lot of us liked Tom mm-hmm. Sandoval, right? So like loved Tom Sandoval. He was super personable. He like was like, you asked him to take a picture. He's like, yeah, I asked him to like say hi to my kid on a video. Like, at the time, Caleb had to be like eight. He didn't give a fuck who Tom Sandoval was. He didn't even know who he was. I was like, can you say hi to Caleb? He's like, hi, Caleb. I still have the video, y'all. Um, but that was our interaction. And then the next day, we went back to serve for brunch. And Raquel was our server. And um, I'll just say that, like, serving wasn't for her. She, she served looks. She was, like, looking so good. She was serving leg. She didn't really serve us our food because she got all of our orders wrong and then we never saw her again. But she seemed like a nice girl. She really did. That, but that was like my separate interaction. And that was years ago before like all of this happened. But we also – should I tell them out? Is this going to sound stalkerish? It might sound stalkerish, but I don't really I give mean, a fuck. I mean, weird – we're just people. We're not. Yeah. W- yeah. We're not stalkers. We're, just we're investigative journalists. <laughs> Are you talking about going to talk about Tom Schwartz? No, talking- I'm going to talk about the Canopy Club. Oh, <laughs> How we keep going to the Canopy Club hoping to see Sheena or Miss Sheena Shea. Well, Sheena Shea would be the one to bring Sheena Shea mm-hmm. Davies would be the one to bring mm-hmm. people out there. But we, I remember that one time I was like, Oh my gosh, I was looking, I was, you know, just looking at the Bravo Instagrams as I do. And I was like, oh my God, Sheena's at this place in Culver City called the Canopy Club. And I texted you that. And you're like, oh yeah, I know that place. It's like right around the corner from me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, you should go, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the next time we, we, I'm out there, we need to go. So we did. And we've seen her like on her, on her Instagram. She's gone there several different times. Never when we're there. Never when we're there. Never. So we're really trying to manifest. We've gone like three different times. Mm-hmm. Sheena, let us know when you're going to be there. And we're going to continue to go. Yeah. I said we need to go. We're going to keep going. It's a cute plate. We're not stalkers. We're not creepy people. We are Bravo <laughs> enthusiasts and fans and lovers of the show. And mm-hmm. that's that's that. But exactly. most recently, I think, was a fun interaction, right? We were, we're talking, at, are we talking about Tom? Another Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom Schwartz. Schwartz. We yeah. saw, y'all, we saw Tom Schwartz. This had to be a month ago, right? Yeah, when we saw Mariah. Yeah, okay, so I messaged, I I don't know, I text, when I say messaged, it sounds like I'm an old lady. And <laughs> you, by the you, way, uh, we are both AOL. of different, I should mention we are both of different generations, right? What generation, are you Gen Z? No. I'm like, are you a millennial? In between, I'm between millennial and Gen Z. So like the, I'm big. I think I'm technically a millennial. Oh, millennial so. is like so vast. 
I feel mm. like it's like the most like wide. Yeah. Age Y'all know I was born in ninety six, so you know. And so I was no... born in eighty seven. Figure it fucking out, people. Exactly. Ugh. We don't need to. If y'all really want to know. (laughs) Just know I'm young at heart. And one person told me a week ago after IDing me that he thought I was 27. So we're going with that. Yeah. We're literally twins. That's what we're going with. We're 27. And 26. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 27 plus. But anyways, (laughs) I digress. So I had seen that Mariah was doing a show in LA and I did okay listen I've always wanted to see Mariah she's on my bucket list and I was like I texted you and I was like oh my god Mariah's gonna be there are you down she's gonna be at the Rose Bowl I'd never been to the Rose Bowl for as many times as I've been to LA it was the Hollywood Bowl not the Rose Bowl oh god whatever the Pasadena yeah you guys (laughs) this is why Michael's here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't what is i didn't even what? i thought that okay the rose bowl is also like some sort of football thing right yeah yeah that's the um okay. i think it's i actually don't know the the football part about it but it's in pasadena you uh, guys this is now a sports podcast so I, oh fun fact i used to be a sports journalism journalist Oh, I swear I can still talk. Um, but okay, so we went to the Hollywood Bowl, or it was at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, let's go. So I got tickets. Mm-hmm. I came out that, like, it was two weekends after that or something like that. So I came, I drove out from the Bay Area on a Sunday morning, right? That was mm-hmm. the day of the show. It was a literally. Sunday morning, literally. I, y'all, if you don't know, to get from where I'm at to where Michael's at, it's usually about a six-hour drive. Now, if you're like me, it could be four and a half because it has happened. It has happened. Don't ask. She broke the sound barrier and just teleported. I just teleported. <laughs> yeah. But the, yeah, it was it was like about a five six-hour drive this time because, and I don't think I told you this, but I when I stopped, I stopped at this one exit that I love to stop at because it has like all the good food and it's right before the grapevine. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Laval yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I went to the I went to the outlets. I shopped oh. for like an hour. <laughs> you did not tell me that. <laughs> That's why I had those shoes and the <laughs> all of those were brand new. I just bought them at the outlet. I was like, ooh. That makes sense. I could stop at the outlet. What did I say? I was like, I just, you know, stopped and got gas. Yeah, that's that's what you said. (laughs) I did. I also did those things. So you did not lie. I didn't Mm. lie. I didn't fully lie. I didn't disclose disclose the whole truth, but, you know, (laughs) that's neither here nor there. So I get there. It's like five, six hour drive. Get to Michael's. He's already made a reservation for us at Tom Tom's for us to go have brunch. So I get mm-hmm. changed really quickly. We go straight to brunch and have our – I love our brunches. Like, our brunches are so fucking fun. I know. I just – they end up becoming, like, whole day things, but – Literally. It's like, we can't stop. It was dark by the time we left. <laughs> and we – by the way, y'all, we needed to be at the Mariah Carey concert later that night. Yeah. So we're sitting at – Oh, the reason we had seen, this is going to make it sound like even more stalkers. The reason we had gone to Tom Tom was because, well, we like going out to WeHo. 
Mm-hmm. But and Tom Tom's cute. Like it's super no cute. We love it. Yeah. yeah. We love it. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like the date, maybe the day before, I think, I had texted you because I had seen Tom Swartz had posted like brunch at Tom Tom's and I was like, Oh, we should go. You're like, I'm making reservations. Boom. Yep. So I think Done. we thought like there was a chance that we would see Tom Schwartz, but we didn't know. So we go, we're sitting there, we have our whole ass brunch and we're like, as, as you do, you're always like, mm-hmm. should we do another cocktail? And I'm like, of course, yeah. <laughs> like 10 more. Yes. Um, and I think by our second or maybe third, your back was towards the door, like mm-hmm. facing the, the entrance. And we're just talking, we're just talking. I'm like, I feel like it was really casual the way I said it. I was like, um, Tom Schwartz is walking in. Like what? Yeah. I'm like, Tom Schwartz is walking in. And at this point okay. I had already had enough to drink where like my confidence was there. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just a generally pretty out there person like that. But I was like, he walked by and like, hi, Tom. Like as if he was my buddy. I said, hi, Tom. <laughs> And he is so, I mean, we didn't really speak to him, but I will say he is like, how would you characterize that? He was, he like put his hands over his mouth. Like he was like, he, like, hi, like, like almost as if he would, how did someone ever notice him? Or like, it was so cute and innocent and like mm. a little bizarre for like a 40 something year old. <laughs> I was like, I was going to point that part out, but cause he's like a whole conversation. Let's, he's a whole conversation. But, we will, but, um, we will get into the men of Bravo in se- several yes. different episodes. Yes. <laughs> It'll be a theme. It will be a theme, you know? but but yeah, he he, he was very nice. He was talking he was to like nice. this one person for the longest time, which is why we didn't because you were going to ask him like because he went to I was going to ask him about Mariah. He went to Mariah. Yeah, because he went to Mariah. So I know that was things. my in. Yeah, we mm-hmm. know these things. Listen, you have come to the right podcast if you want to know the ins and outs of like exactly. what not only like how to heal through Bravo. But what these Bravo loves are doing, I will tell you, I follow like almost all of them on Instagram. I think most of them. Um, and like between that and going to LA, I think that makes us experts. Experts. <laughs> but so this was just like a segment to really explain to y'all that like we know what's going on and we're, we know. we're in it and we want to kind of do, we've said this, right? We want to do like more Bravo adventures Mm -hmm. to do the work for y'all out there. Like we are going to do the Lord's work and go and try to see these people and really maybe ask them questions. So if you guys want us to ask questions or like send us on Bravo adventures, I mean, I'm not asking for your credit card. If you want to listen, I should do a buy me a coffee thing, but like give us ideas of like where we should go in LA or where we should maybe go on a trip one time. Like we will take them to heart and eventually go do them. And I want to do segments where we go on. It's like an on the road thing. Exactly. Oh, that'd be so How fun. fucking fun would that be? You so guys, we're going to make that happen. We need you to make that happen. Like send that in, send that yeah. in low at bravo therapy Right. Or bravo therapy pod on instagram and bra- just bravo therapy on tiktok dm me email me come up with suggestions we'll go do them <laughs> anyways okay so before we really get into a little bit more of like what this podcast is about in the sense of like the healing element <laughs> i want to do what i like to call 
a Bravo background check. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> I don't have sound effects yet, so I'll just make my own sound effects. Okay. <laughs> music inserted is- here. Music inserted here. Um, but, okay, we're going to do a Bravo background check, kind of like the same way on all these Bravo shows. And, like, honestly, they did it on um, Selling Sunset, too. They do the lie detector test with the same <laughs> guy. I swear there's only one guy that does lie detector tests, and it's that one, like, old white dude. Well, he's yeah. not old. Older white gentleman. Excuse me. Excuse me. Even, like, a, the, lie detector te- tests are even, like, deemed to be um, – reliable these days because they're really they're not, not. Yeah. they're not but i it's hilarious because they're still doing that bit on these shows and it's mm-hmm. i kind of like somewhat love it and i want to meet that guy i mean he's his own celebrity in his own right so 100 he, he really created like, kardashians oh my god he really has a niche he has a niche and he's truly the only lie detector person who's <laughs> ever lived <laughs> The only one. The no only one, one else. <laughs> there is no one. You would never think there was anyone else ever. Mm. Um, okay, but this is not going to be as intense. But I want, I want our listeners to kind of like know a little bit more of your background in your journey mm. with reality TV. I think that that helps anytime that you're on to really kind of understand like where you're coming from. Um, so let I'm going to just ask you some rapid fire questions and let's see what do you it. Got. Yeah. Okay. okay, cool. Okay. Um, okay. So tell me about your reality TV origin story. Where did your journey with reality TV just in general begin? Um, I feel like it has to be like those original VH1 of love <laughs> shows, like Flavor of Love flavor with of like, life. you know, you look like Luther Vandross. Like, no, I- no. Beyonce. 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 Bitch, you, you look like Luther Vandross. Oh, my God. New York. We love you so much, New York. My manifestation is getting New York on this podcast. Y'all make it happen somehow. I'm manifesting that. I love her so much. I honestly, <sighs> well, I'll talk about her later. Um, maybe hopefully one day. She will be taught. She will come up regularly, like on this podcast. She will because she she is the queen of reality TV. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, she got her own show, um, during the era, like, um, for the love of God, was it New for the love of New York? What was I love New York? I love New York. I cannot believe (laughs) I because we love New York. I love New York. Yeah, I love New York. (laughs) I, uh, I love her. I watched that i watched a shot of love with tequila, tequila which she's oh, yeah oh, a, she's like a board again like fundamentalist now but anyway I thought, why did i think she died she's still alive but <laughs> <laughs> she get, she her tv personality died and now okay. she's like a whole like it makes me question like what is going on but alas hmm. she's not really in the public sphere anymore so I did watch that show, though. I did love that show. It was so problematic, but it's so great. It's so problematic, especially since she, like, supposedly faked being bisexual. But anyway, still, like, when we think about it, like, that was representation back then. So, and... Baby steps, baby steps. Look at where we are now. (laughs) I remember how they all shared the same bed. As a kid, I was so scandalized by it. I was like, oh my gosh, they're all sharing a bed. Like, that's so wild. And then, like, some of them would, like, hook up or whatever. 
um, in the bed. <laughs> but anyway, and now we and now we watch Love Island. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> you know how things have evolved, right? Yeah. <laughs> what What was I watching before this Milf Manor? You know, now we have shows. Yeah. Okay, like y'all. Milf. Let me just tell you, we were doing a little prep work. <laughs> on like the little remote studio that I'm using. Um, shout out Riverside FM. Y'all are amazing. Um, but we're talking and we're just talking through before we start recording. And we've been talking for probably like about 15, 20 minutes. And Michael goes, oh, well, let me turn off MILF Manor then. I said, are you fucking watching MILF Manor? Were you going to be watching MILF Manor while, while we were recording? Of Milk Manor is a mess, y'all. I don't even know if I want to promote it. Um, there's a lot going on there, and it really has like that's a level five. <laughs> you have to really be prepared. Yeah, like it's it's a level five. Like there's no reason whoever greenlit that show should be um, psychologically examined. And I will not. We're be not really that. learning much from that, like for our no. own mental health and wellness. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of things that could be talked about in the show, but I I have been watching it, um, I've been binging it, so. <laughs> but listen, no uh, judgment here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am a Capricorn, so maybe a little bit, but it's all internal, so don't worry, I won't say it to me. You know, there's one thing about me, I'm okay with being judged. I love it. I am a very nuanced. I'm a Gemini, so I change my mind about things really quickly. Things interest me, and then they don't interest me. Like I am not someone with like a stable opinion about anything. So it's like, love it. yeah, <laughs> I change it very quickly, which allows me to like see people in their like to be like, oh, I don't agree with that. But then also like when they go into their light, when they grow, I'm like, oh, I love that for them. Like that just makes me so yeah. happy because I'm able to see that. But back to the which original is why question. I think you're able to like forgive a lot of like these bravo lebs in their yeah moments except for some oh. that we'll mention later but you know the one person that i'm <laughs> that you I won't know. forgive I, that I, I have a soft spot for y'all i love okay i have a soft spot for problematic james kennedy i mm-hmm. just see his growth and michael does not understand for the life of me or for him of the life for the life of him whose life is it you know that I'm really you know that I'm someone's life is on the line here but I'm really bad with I'm really bad at things but he cannot understand what I see in James and I do like I honestly think he's like he could be like my son I mean I don't want him to be my son but like you know what I mean it's just like he's still such a child in my like in my mind I'm like we've grown up with like seeing James and like I feel like a Lisa Vanderpump you know Mm -hmm. Just not as I rich. Mean, I get that. And he's still, like I said, you know, who knows what the future holds with my opinion of him. But so far, we will we will definitely TBD. And we've talked about talking about this in the future. Yeah. So, we will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a, we have an episode in the works teaser. where yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where we'll be real we'll be digging into this. Okay. Okay. So next question. Okay. Where did your Bravo journey begin? Right? So you told us about yeah. just regular reality regular just regular old reality tv (laughs) but where did your like how did you get into bravo so i started watching real housewives of orange county like i don't think it was the first season yeah um because tamra was on it i remember her specifically there's not much that i remember about the plot back then um 
I remember my young self, I was, I must have been like 13 or 12, 2007 was like when. When did like, it start? I think it started in like 2000, I think, I know. Oh my God, it started March 21st, 2006. My, my son wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Well, I was like 11 or 12, okay? So Oh my god. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um my son was but, born 2 years later, I will say. <laughs> and I was not 11 or 12. Okay. Yeah. Um and so I remember watching that. I remember having a crush on Tamara's husband who I know is not her husband anymore and neither a good oh, person. Oh, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Simon. Um, Although I think they're on good terms now. Okay, good. See, people can uh, grow and change. Exactly, because people are nuanced, right? Yes, let's remember people. Yeah, people are real nuanced. So I watched OC, and then I remember the original Teresa's original moment with the table and Danielle. Engaged Um, 19 times? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That moment, I remember (laughs) being like, and I remember feeling really bad for Danielle. I don't. I have not watched it since then, so I don't really remember, like, what my 12-year-old brain was feeling bad for, but, um, <laughs> but... Well, we didn't know, um, you didn't know everything about Danielle, like, and we didn't exactly. know what was happening. You are probably just like, what's wrong with being engaged 19 times? Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's just truly, looking for truly. love, just yeah. like New York and flavor. Flavor, flavor. Exactly. You know... <laughs> Not a twelve-year-old self watching these shows. And then I remember the first season of Roni, and then that's when, like, as we lost cable, so I lost Bravo for the longest time. Yeah. Um, for a really, really, really long time, up until I think like twenty twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, I started watching. Um, I randomly was like bored one day, and I started watching Salt Lake City. And that just like opened me back up, and I was like, "Okay, let me let, let me get back on this train." So yes, what, did, I did you wa- the- you watch? Um, the, it was the first season of Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah, that will get anyone hooked. Mm. <laughs> it was so, so good. And I think we're back. Uh, we're back. We're getting back with this new oh, season. Yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, will say because yeah. we had a little flop season. Well, you know, last year exactly the year before. Yeah, because I mean, like, there was just something, like, there was, like, no cast chemistry. There was no plot in season three. Like, No, it was was not good. And now this season, we got unhinged. I love Monica. As as Heather Gay would say, well, she talks about unhinged Lisa Barlow. But what we don't realize is an unhinged Meredith Marks is truly what we want. The rumors, the <laughs> nastiness. <laughs> oh I want to see what her prescriptions look like, though, because she's always like so, like, no matter what's going on, she will stay. <laughs> I need some of what she's having sometimes exactly. in moments of craziness because when, oh my gosh, when she was like passed out on the, I mean, granted, she ended up being sick. And by mm-hmm. the way, the most, I think she epic- was really dehydrated. She was oh. probably mm. the most epic scene was her in bed getting glam done in bed mm-hmm. while she has like an IV. I'm like, this is the life I'm living. I exactly. like need to be living. That might be actually like 
that, that may be actually me sometimes. <laughs> in, in the near future. In the maybe. near future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, okay. Well, I'll just say we're recording this. Technically, y'all will be hearing this later in January, but we're mm-hmm. technically recording this before January even starts. So it's before my birthday and we're, we're going out and partying for my birthday. We're mm-hmm. doing a whole epic weekend. The bra, um, birthday Zilla, which I used to be called back in the day, y'all. I used to be called birthday Zilla and she was on, she was on arrest for a while, birthday Zilla, but birthday Zilla is back and better than ever. Like, cause I was actually a birthday Zilla, like horrible. Like like Stassi level, oh, I was yeah. Well, I'll tell you stories about that later. Maybe we'll do a separate episode while we're yeah, at the. Maybe I'll bring my recording stuff and we'll we'll record from the <laughs> the penthouse. Um, yes. but but she needed her time to rest and like replenish and grow. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a more refined birthday, Zilla. She wants to have fun and really like be elaborate and just mm-hmm. make sure everyone has a great time for like three days. But I'm not there, like, throwing phones because taxis didn't arrive on time. Ask my friend Emily about that. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think I've heard that story before. So oh, okay. To... We'll, we'll have to do, like, a separate, like, special yeah. birthday episode where I'll tell you all about birthdays of Laura. Or but, they can go um, to the Patreon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or the Patreon, five ninety nine, yeah. if you want to hear about birthdays of Laura. <laughs> Y'all, I haven't even created a Patreon yet, but maybe I should before this episode airs. Because <laughs> we... I'll, I'll do a poll. Who wants to hear about birthdays of Laura? Because there are some stories, and I could bring some people on that can mm. tell some of these stories, probably in a better way than I was going to say. Because <laughs> I, I might not be so accurate. I might be like, I really didn't freak out that much, but I was probably screaming. And I mean, one of one of the one of the times I like fell asleep under a bar. <laughs> My two really close friends, Shauna and Emily, were like kind of guarding me. And this like security guard comes up. It's like, she can't be sleeping under the bar. And like, I think my friend Emily, she goes, who are you? <laughs> like up to him. And I'm like, he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sleeping. I'm just taking a little rest. That's only part I'm, of that story. But it's. I'm so dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had my time, y'all. Yeah. Y'all. Okay. Okay. Back to the questions. Back to the questions. Okay. What are you watching now and what are your current faves? I know that I just recently turned you on to Southern Charm. You hadn't been watching Southern Charm. Mm. So that was like one thing I know that last time you were here, I was like, you need to watch this really unhinged show. And it was first season and it was like first season Thomas, which was like, and it was like at plantations and shit. And it was like, what is this? Well, I'm on season six and they stay going to plantations. (laughs) <laughs> but um I am on season six of I'm on I think I'm on season six, episode nine of Southern Charm. What's so happening making, wait, what's happening in season six again? So um Thomas is not on it because he was arrested for raping that woman. Right. The, the babysitter. And so um Catherine is like not coping well with much. Um, right, and on brand, yeah. Shep is Shep and got like little Craig, the little dog. Oh, little Craig is yeah. now the star. I, I believe and Madison is here. I don't know if she sticks around, but that whole Austin and Madison thing. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to Just, say about that. I yeah. cannot wait till you get through this because Madison is like one of my favorite humans. She is what I like, Madison. 
please be on my podcast. Okay, she's that's a single. Good. She's a single mom too. Like, yeah. just I love her so much. I can't yeah. wait for you to see her journey. I want, I'm wild. excited for that. I, yeah. I I feel like there's so much skewness when people are not like fully as on the cast yet. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much skewness of like what we see and like how people are talked about. Um, cause it often favors like the men in that show. I have some, I could say a lot about Southern Charm, but um, yeah, we need to have a full episode just yeah. about that and but the development am- because where it's at now with the men for that show, I think they mm-hmm. do get like, oh yeah, the edits I are mean, different. The producers are different. Yeah. For I sure. love Greg. That's one of my I red flags. But I love no, no, it's not a red flag. The, once you get to the season, we have to have an episode about like the evolution of Craig. Okay. Honestly, oh, because I, I already feel like so much like warmth towards him now, just how much he's grown. I think grown Craig is since... a good person. I yeah. really do. Me too. But we have to have a okay. We digress, yeah. but we have to have mm-hmm. a Southern char- men of Southern charm episode. Yeah, this we'll do that definitely... once you get to this season. Oh yeah, I'm almost, I'm gonna get there. I was saying I as a as a Gemini, like this is my issue. Like I can I I go on tangents. I can't answer. Like I'm all over the place. So Both just of us go prepared. on tangents, <laughs> yeah. y'all. So you're gonna be listening to like five hour episodes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just enjoy the journey. And these are really great episodes. You know that when we ha- when it's low and Michael, mm-hmm. listen to this on a road trip. Exactly. Listen to this in traffic. <laughs> okay okay if you're listening from LA, oh wait no you topic, didn't finish what are you watching what are you watching in your current faves miami potomac beverly hills Salt Lake mm. city yes. miami is top tier yes. the best franchise in my opinion 100%. i am obsessed potomac is, is my second favorite um <sighs> love I'm those women recently just finished phantom pump rules and um another one i made the, you watch starting like from mm, when scandal started i was like you need to start this now ex- i know and i did it and i have yeah, no regrets it was a journey. I have yeah. and then the other one which is not really bravo but i'm gonna call it bravo adjacent because kathy hilton was in beverly hills for a minute all roads lead to bravo exactly paris mm-hmm. and love uh, we're we need to do okay, y'all. I think we're gonna do a separate um episode about Paris and love and about like uh, trauma and how that was treated there because there's so much to unpack there. So Did much. you watch the first season too? Yes, I'm um I'm admittedly still on the first season. I just got to the whole therapy episode where like she goes to therapy, Kathy goes to therapy, they go to the equine yeah. therapy together, and I have so many thoughts on that. So many thoughts. But, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. <laughs> but. I think it's top tier. Like I love it. It really just like locked me back into like Paris Hilton because I loved Mm -hmm. Paris. The Simple Life was one of my favorite shows. I felt so connected to both Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. I loved them so much at that time. Like it was just such an era for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just like really hearing about what was going on behind the scenes in her life and learning so much mm-hmm. about that and seeing her be vulnerable and open up and really like see her deal with her anxiety and everything like that. You just see her as like a full person. And I think some people just treat her like this, like ditzy girl and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. she's just so much more than that. And I just, I love her. I love her so much. And I love that show. Me too. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. So name some Bravo lebs that you feel like you can relate to and why? Well, since I already mentioned Craig, I want to talk about Craig. Like, yes. I think that like his 
journey being like going to law school like and then kind of like i i know now he like owns his law firm he's like practicing law now but like there's like a lot of years that we are privy to where he's like kind of like floundering around a lot and like though like obviously no one's gonna like exactly like i feel like even though like i'm pretty there's like an established timeline for my career i feel like even though it is something i'm really passionate about like it would be great to kind of like explore what else I can do in my field and in my career. And I feel like seeing him do that and just like um, really like finding himself outside of this and everything has been like, is really nice to watch. Um, Michael, and I can't he, wait till you yeah. get to where Craig is today. Like you, we I'm need excited. to talk, we need, I can't wait to talk about it with you. Like right in the midst of like you learning, like seeing mm-hmm. it because it's incredible. Like where he was then to now and to your point i think it's just it is so telling for what our society like pushes and i'm really seeing this in real life right now because i've been trying not to do it myself and i've gotten caught up in doing it Mm -hmm. myself as a parent and being like what are you doing next i mean i I came from like a mom who i mean my dad was like yeah do whatever you want (laughs) like he was my dad would support me in anything i did right Mm -hmm. um but my mom was like what are you you're going to go into school for journalism. Like, what are you doing? That's not going to get you anything. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like you, if you're not following a path, then you're a loser and you're doing nothing. And I feel like that's how tre- Craig was treated by mm-hmm. his friends. His, like, I mean, that episode with, did you see the episode with, like, Whitney and... Mm-hmm. When, when they go visit Jeff his family. And, yeah. And I was just like, mm-hmm. this is, my heart hurt for Craig because... He probably thought he had he had this path that he thought he was supposed to go down. So he thought that that was his idea. And we do find out that like a lot of things as we get older were not our idea. It was like what society put on us or our parents. Yeah. And like, I think that was such a great, it was it, like kind of evolution to see him finally do what he wanted to do for himself. Exactly. Because like, I just I was so grossed out with how the how the other guys treated him. Oh, one hundred percent, and also um, and Naomi, Miss Naomi. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. Listen, mm. I'm I'm admittedly not I'm not I don't dislike Naomi, but I am not a fan. I she like gives me like my mom vibes. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a different. Yeah, episode. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. um, other people that I. I relate. I well, I have a mixed relationship with Katie Maloney. She's um, my fellow Capricorn. Yeah, um, but I think that like her, like the way that she, when she was like dating Tom, like a lot of like the things that she showed us with him, like not prioritizing her and like putting her down. Like I relate to that a lot from like my relationship, and so like seeing that was like I, my previous relationship. Um, not my relationship now. Let me clarify that. We're single <laughs> Pringles. We're single exactly. Pringles here, y'all. Single um, life. Yo ho, yo ho. The single life for us. <laughs> and yes, I meant yo ho. Exactly. H e a u x. Because we're fancy. Because we're um, fancy bitches. <laughs> but that relationship that I was in when we first met. Um, yes. Mm. Like. We, was something that was like 
you know, maybe I was a toxic one at first, so I'm not going to go there. But then it really, like, you know, really, like, flipped a switch somewhere in there. And yeah. so, like, I feel like it seems like with her um, are, like, ones that I really related to. And then, like, her, like, kind of, like, finding herself. I'm really excited to see where, where her story goes in this new season. I think this season is very interesting. I don't even know what to expect from it, but um, it'll be. I'm excited. I, yeah. <laughs> I think this is her era. She's also mm-hmm. a Capricorn. So like this year for Capricorn is supposed to be like where we reap everything that we've sown and like just Good. flourish and abundance. So it's, you know, it's like almost like tied in with like Craig, like when you're in a relationship with somebody who's not supportive, like, you're not mm-hmm. going to to grow and just like to see them go through that hardship of that of that relationship and then to see like whatever process in mourning is like for them to yeah. like move through and to find like what life is after these relationships is really cool and how messy like Craig is so messy with it like he's always like oh I'm over Naomi I'm not over Naomi like I thought I was gonna marry her but you know so and it's like sad because like she you know. He, she was, uh, yeah, never, I don't even know. I was she in the was relationship. not the best. Yeah. No, it's, it just, I, to me, it gets worse, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. I'll wait till you get there and we can talk okay. about that. But I, I love Katie. I love Katie. The last one is, uh, and I don't even know how I feel about saying this, but Kristen Doty, like, she's somebody whose journey on the show, um, I feel like she's definitely grown a lot as a person. At least I really genuinely hope so in her personal life. I guess we'll kind of see in this like new show, right? Yeah. She's gonna be in. I also but... listen to her podcast sometimes and mm-hmm. and follow her on yeah. on Instagram for whatever that's worth. And she seems like she's in like a really happy relationship. She seems that's like good. she needed that step back from reality TV to just like yeah. you know get really healthy. She just came out recently and talking about like a really like scary miscarriage she went through mm-hmm. so i think she's really grown yeah immensely we saw her be pure like like she really went through it and like because people don't just like act like that because it's like fun and cute no. um she lost like so much and like she lost a lot of her friendships and her relationships and she was trying to grow in like in her last season, which I believe was season eight. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She was like cut out of most things. Like people didn't really want to like talk to her. Like she was like that chronically single friend or like that in that messy relationship. And everyone was kind of like, well, I don't want, I'm in my relationship. I'm going to prioritize that over you. And so just like seeing that, like, I know um, I've, haven't always been as stable as I am now. Um, I've been in lots Neither of times. Of us where, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I we're gonna talk about that, like our villain eras, like the eras yes. where we were definitely doing everything but being supportive. Kristen um, will be a big part of that conversation. Mm, I think we'll 100%. really get into like the beauty when, of that when she was trying, finally trying to like you know get it together there was no room for her and so i feel that like also kind of with like catherine and my one of my favorite housewives ever adriana demora oh I, yeah <laughs> we'll have um, to talk I, about that <laughs> yeah i love her <laughs> you and i are not on the same page with that. i know 
And, she and is I understand the messiest. That. She is the absolute messiest. I know. And I heard she got into this giant fight with Alexia after BravoCon in the airport. But I don't know if that's true, but that, that's what I heard. I believe so, it. Uh, yeah. I believe it. But I Is she a Gemini? Her. Okay. Keep going. Cause I, and I'm going to oh. check if she's a Gemini. Because I was... Like, like they were all like women who were labeled as crazy who have been yeah. put through hell by men. Totally. And, like there was, I have this very distinct memory of it. Wasn't even. It was like, I guess almost two years ago now, where I was called crazy by someone I was dating, and like how that like sent me into like such a spiral to like where. Yeah. Now, I don't. I feel very com- comfortable in like who I'm becoming, and I feel a lot more stable in that. And hope you've seen that and so i just yeah. relate to her and i hope that like you know i end up in like a nice like you know like healthy mansion. stable relationship <laughs> <Mansion>. exactly <laughs> screw the man just the Same. mansion yeah <laughs> screw the man we don't need a man we don't need a man we need a mansion mansion exactly <laughs> you know that that's like really my vibe <laughs> i know <laughs> literally yeah. no man just a mansion I think, okay, I get that. And that softens me up mm-hmm. to her a bit too, because I do think that that's something we'll talk about in like further mm-hmm. or later episodes. It's really like, yeah, those people who are called crazy. I mean, I've been called crazy by so many mm-hmm. men who really were not even secure in themselves and weren't looking at how the way that they were treating me um, yeah. and the shit they were projecting was making me crazy i forget what i just watched recently it was a reality i watched so much reality tv i can't remember what it was and i just rewatched the episode too so i know that it came up again but it was someone oh my gosh shit it's gonna come to me later but it was someone saying like it's not I'm not crazy. It's like a man who will like make you crazy or a person that will make Mm. you crazy. It's always that person who's making you that way by pushing you that like calls you crazy, Mm -hmm. right? Or calls you too much. I remember that was like in my last relationship, if you want to call it Mm -hmm. that. Um, I call it a hellscape, but (laughs) it was like, I remember being called too much and that's my, that's my crazy. Cause if you call me crazy, I'll be like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I you want to see crazy? No, let me activate. <laughs> let me turn up the volume. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I just think that that's such a word that people use when they just want to diminish someone and not really open up and see what's going on with them. Now, I'm not saying that we all need to like be there to like heal people who are acting that way and acting no. out, right? But we do need to realize that like people are people. Which I'm yeah. pretty sure is also an 80s song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nuance is important in these conversations because we're, you know, yeah. we're never excusing the actions of others and always like, because um, understanding doesn't mean that you are like excusing it, brushing it away, right? And yeah. I think that like, especially since like we are viewers, um, there are some cases where this is not true, but they're not doing anything to us directly, but like I said, there's exceptions to that because if someone is acting racist or um, like causing some sort of like large harm, that's different than like if someone's yelling at somebody. <laughs> like, but that's you know? also honestly, yeah. also I think that we the way that we see different here. I mean, I'm going to call them characters, mm-hmm. even though they're real people. Mm-hmm. Like they are kind of like yeah. characters in these shows. 
how we see them totally has to do with our own like experiences in life, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many people where I'm like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of this one friend that I used to have that did this to me. Or that person reminds me of my mom, the way they're treating that person. And that's a trigger. So I definitely think like, that's why when I say we take those like mental health breaks or like those Mm -hmm. moments check-ins before, because I'm like, I feel like I've messaged you so many times where I'm like, this scene just triggered me so much because this is happening. And especially with that moment with Monica and her mom. I was was just thinking that, yeah. I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I'm unwell after that because I was watching me and my mom. I mean, not on that full level, but in some capacity, like it was just, and it's so weird because it was like, it was painful, but also kind of cathartic because I'm like, yeah, you don't, you actually, to me, I was like saying to Monica in my head, like, you actually don't have to take that. You don't have to have mm. this person as part of your life, you know? Yeah. But, and that's the whole point of this, right? Is those yeah. moments. Yeah. And, and that's how we're watching it. Okay. Since we're going so far over, I'm going to skip some of these questions and I'll add them to our next episode. Okay. But I really want to, okay. I really want to ask these, these last couple of questions. Okay, can you name a moment in Bravo TV or any reality TV in general that was most impactful to you and why was it? Um I mean I, that's such a hard question. There's like, I'm over here asking the hard-hitting questions. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that there's like one recently that I've rewatched a bunch of times which is like the scene from like I think it's episode two of Paris and Love with where she goes to like McDonald's. Paris goes to McDonald's mm, with Baron, yeah. and then they go yeah. to the park, um, which is by UCLA. If you want to know geographically where it is, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they just like talk and because that family is so interesting. Like there's so many different dynamics there, and like this is like the second episode of the show and she's like talking about like her trauma and like the abuse that she faced. And he is like, so genuinely open to her and they're just Mm -hmm. like doing something that's like, so like I'm getting emotional, like thinking about it, but like, there's like so much, this is something that they did as when they were younger. Like this is like healing, like he's her safe space. Like you can tell that in that moment, like he is her safe space. Her whole demeanor changes. Mm -hmm. It's such an intimate scene. It feels like we're like seeing so much into like her life. And like, it made me happy that she has this person. Like, I just felt so like, um, it was just such a beautiful scene. And that's what I love so much about her show is that it, you see like such a, even though she has a lot of protective parts to her, like there are so many that are like coming to the surface constantly. Um, and also, like, there's these, like, such raw emotional moments that are just, like, not holding anything back. And that scene was just, like, so beautiful to me. And yeah. then another one that's recent um, that comes to mind is when Adriana, because I you know what? I love her. Listen, I'm – do you. I'm not telling you what to do. I yeah. – this is the beauty of it. Like we all mm-hmm. like our difference, have our differences of opinion. If this was a podcast where we all like saying the same fucking thing, it'd be so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so... part of the reason why I love her is because she's such good TV. She's always been good she really TV. Is. She is. When she, she is. 
when she was like fighting with Joanna and she was like, is your oh name Ho Anna? Because, and I was like, girl, shut up. Like you were too good for that. Like she really. So messy. I, 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 yeah, she is good TV. She is good TV. Um, And, but like her, when she went to ketamine, ketamine therapy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Such a, like it almost felt like a little bit inappropriate for us to like be in there. Be you there. can tell Julia yeah. was like, yeah. But like to see like how because this treatment's going to be like FDA approved. This is this is like my little therapist. Like <laughs> this, let this us know. Mean, Give us the therapist good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting to see what comes up because it's like especially in like that was like not really guided, but she was like you could see her body physically processing. Like she kind of curled up. Like her body wanted to instinctually curl up. Um. She and looked so like a like, little kid. Like she mm-hmm. was reverting back to being a little kid, which she probably was. Exactly. Yeah. And those are like, if you, oh, I forget what it's called. Some kind of somatic therapy, but like um, trauma in and of itself is like an interruption of an action, right? So if it's, um, I mean, that's like one theory to it. Um, I think Grisa Medicam talks about it. Um, I'm going to try to cite as many people as I can want to talk about these topics but yeah um, and we can and we can put these in the show notes that in the show notes yeah. to like link to those um the different beautiful people. yeah yeah um and so like how our body like so then like a lot of these trauma responses these triggers will inspire our bodies to act in ways that it couldn't do in these moments so like if we're getting combative it's because we could never fight back if we were like these things like that. And so it's really interesting to observe her body, like acting in its natural way and like her, like uh, fully feeling like something that she had no access to prior. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that scene was like really, really cool to see as like a viewer of people who don't get to see like how these treatments work. And I mean, I work in the mental health field and I had no real like knowledge of how it looked like my therapist tried to refer me to, ketamine therapy but that stuff is really expensive um so yeah it's not that's why like once it's approved because it will be approved soon um by the fda it might already be approved but um so don't quote me on that um, (laughs) we didn't say that here it's not therapy but this is not an actual therapy session um should not be replaced (laughs) i'm an almost licensed therapist (laughs) please do not cite us if you (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um but yeah so like I, I think that that is like such a because on most of these therapy sessions we get like um i hope that they don't act like this in their like regular sessions but we get some like therapists that are like doing weird stuff or like saying weird things that are like life coach like we because we, we, they're also like you know stage sessions for a show so they're not going to be like yeah the most like invasive but they're they're also just like kind of because i mean i know that i would be acting a little bit different if there's like a camera a camera on your session yeah, it's, yeah well and we need to do i think we need to do like uh, an episode that's just about like dissecting oh, some of like the that. best therapy scenes in bravo that okay we gotta oh, write that one down. let's do what mm-hmm. let's do that that i think that's a good one um like okay. all the jackson scenes but yes but yes. yeah so oh those my gosh the jack's right. therapy scenes with the one with the woman who wasn't even a therapist she was like the crystal <laughs> healer which listen i love a crystal healer but that was creepy 
and weird and inappropriate and the way that Britney did not just jump in like when she mm. remember Britney was like I don't know he's talking to his like energy healer or whatever I'm like what's going on here like that's his side girlfriend what's happening exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm God. so down I know oh, by I'm the way we did go to Jax's and we did not run into Jax and we thought we were going to so that's another place we need to go back they kicked us they kicked us out of a booth because it was reserved for Jax <laughs> And Jackson and then, didn't come. Some like random group of people came. I told you we shouldn't have left that booth. I know. It's my fault. It's my fault. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You just like to follow the rules and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Exactly. I don't like so, those are Those are the two scenes. Those that are good too. Re- yeah. Recently those have been like, too. I can't stop thinking about both of them. Um, I'm sure there's more, but also like, like you said, I've been watching a lot. I've been watching a lot of. Yeah back to back so <laughs> okay we're gonna skip to the last question because we're like almost 30 minutes over this is what happened with my last guest like we just get to talking y'all like mm-hmm. that's i'm hoping you guys are loving this um but okay do you have a housewives tagline <laughs> you know I, I remember did Laura had... make you create Housewives? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was like, we've talked about it a while ago. I remember. I don't remember what trip was it. Was it my birthday? It when might have been your birthday. My... Yeah. Wait. So. Yeah, I think it was. It was definitely one of the trips when we were like lying on the couch, and I was like, maybe definitely hungover, <laughs> which does not narrow any of the trips. Down. I know that could be literally any of them. <laughs> Some of these last couple because you were literally here for less than twenty four hours. Oh and my then- gosh! <laughs> so there was no time to. But nothing be okay. Nothing beats that one time that we went. We got up. We were already like we were hungover. I was still probably like still drunk. We went to brunch. I proceeded to drink a full bottle, almost a full bottle of champagne and mimosas when I was still drunk from the night before. Brought some of it home with me. It's like randomly like doing, filming some Instagram thing. I was like being an investigative reporter, obviously, on what I don't know. And I was just being absolutely ridiculous. And people were like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, I don't know, but you're welcome. And then I woke up. I don't know if this is the same trip, but then I woke up the next morning and I'm like, have no top on. I'm laying on the couch with a towel as my blanket. And I remember just waking up like, what is happening? I think that was that morning before the brunch. It was. It was before the brunch. I I still went out and was like, we shall do this. We, we shall just, do this. We shall overcome. <laughs> and I did. But, um, okay. So, Housewives tagline. Um, um, we really go off on tangents. I know. Sure, you can tell me all your secrets, but it'll cost you a whole lot for me to keep them. Oh, shit. Mm. Yes. Do you get it? I'm a therapist. Yes, I get it. And I love it. I love every moment of it. (laughs) Michael, I could talk to you for like hours on end. And I know that because we do um, about (laughs) about this. But this just means we have so many more episodes to talk about. Y'all, 
I hope you love Michael as much as I do. I, there's absolutely no way you can because I'll fight you. I'll fucking fight you. Um, but just I can't wait to have you on so much more. And I just love how supportive you've been of me in this journey, but also how much you add to this conversation and like how you always add so much to all of our conversations that we have about anything like this. And I'm always learning from you. Um, So thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I tell you all the time, like, you inspire me so much and to like bring me on this creative journey and like i mean we also talk about how much we've grown in the last five years like it has oh, been gosh. a wild five years since we met at that little little company um <laughs> and the little I'm company just... <laughs> exactly and i'm just excited to see where you know what's next and I'm really just grateful to be part of this. And I'm so excited to do it. Like, it's really, like, reinvigorated my, like, passion for... Good. Like, Ugh, I love you. I, I feel the same way. And I feel like this is just... Whether anyone is listening or not, I feel like this is just mm-hmm. cathartic. And I love it so much. So hopefully y'all out there, anyone who's listening can feel it. Um, Please, 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 if you are liking this podcast, also, if you're not, like, just do me a solid and (laughs) subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review about how much you love your Bab host. Yes, I'm still making it happen. Um, But, yeah, please also um, follow us on and by the royal us i guess um, <laughs> follow, as i said earlier follow us on instagram at the bravo at bravo therapy pod swear to god i know my own handles and on tiktok <laughs> just bravo therapy and i want to start doing as i've said in a couple of different episodes i do want to start doing um a segment called therapy sessions where listeners can submit their own stories of how they've related to like moments in Bravo history or to certain Bravo loves and their journeys or how Bravo has helped you get through a really difficult time in your life. I want to hear all these stories. I want to share them. I think that that's how we build community here. So I want to start that segment eventually, but I need to get enough stories. So y'all, if you have stories, DM me on either Instagram or TikTok, or just shoot me an email that's low, L-O, at bravotherapypod.com. But thanks, y'all, for listening. I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hoeing, healing, and watching Housewives. Bye, y'all. Bye.